let's go to the Lord and ask for help today. Father, we come to you now in the name of the Lord Jesus. God, I'm asking for the anointing of Almighty God. For the wisdom of God, Lord. Even the emotion of Almighty God to present this message. Lord, give us ears to hear. Lord, the church has to have the ability to discern. And Lord, I pray that they would do that just now, today. During this message, they would discern the signs of the times and what's been unfolding right in front of us. Lord, I ask that this church would not hide, but God, that they would stand up and proclaim that Jesus is Lord. And God, that you are truly the only path that works. We ask your blessing once again. We thank you for this day, Lord, as we're going to have communion together as a church, which is also a sign of celebration. And Lord, I believe we have a reason to celebrate in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. How are you today? How many of you watched the inauguration? Did you? Absolutely. If you haven't watched it, you should. Transferring of power is no small thing. Other countries, they just take it by force. Here, you and I get the opportunity to vote. To vote. Now, look, our nation was facing two paths. Two paths were in front of us. And if you are determined to be politically correct this morning, then you'll be bugged because I'm going to be scripturally correct. If you are determined to be in some realm of some political camp, you'll be bugged also. Um, And so I hope that you hear uh, with the ears that God wants you to hear uh, because it was an absolutely awesome week. And let me say it right up front. I don't care if you don't like Trump. I don't care if I don't like Trump. Do you understand? It's not about Trump. It's not. It's not. Do you have any sense, do you have any feeling or seeing or discerning the spiritual battle that our nation is in? They believe they're being stirred by the enemy, and they don't know it, but they believe they're just so anti-Trump. No, they're, they're anti the step that America has taken. There are two paths. Now listen to this. November 8th, go back to that date, as you listen to this verse. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. Now you listen to the soberness of this verse. The words of Almighty God. You understand God's in charge. He says this, I call heaven and earth. To record this day against you, as you and I go up to vote that day, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, God said. Now remember, we even even brought it out in some type of messages. No one really liked any candidate. That's been that way for a number of years now. But what we have decided to do was uh, plumb them with the word of God. And who is closest to the Word of God, vote that way. <coughs> and for, 
I, I know and have preached and believe about the mercies of Almighty God and how they're renewed every morning. And I still, to this day, even as I rejoiced and wept most of the time as I watched the signing in of a new president, the swearing in of a new president and vice president, I was still baffled at the mercy of Almighty God. Totally baffled. I remember seeing it with my broken heart, seeing the White House lit up in rainbow colors. Totally against the things of God. This is what I'm talking about. Not a lifestyle, not a person. God loves them all, wants them all redeemed. But God does line out and say, choose. And on November 8th, he said, United States of America, choose you this day. Whom you will serve. Two paths were laid out before us. Do you hear those words? I call heaven and earth as witness today against you the most solemn words. Almighty God set the choice before Israel. This is what he was saying. Israel, people of God, choose you this day. You see, you do have a part in this. Just like the rich young ruler had a part when he told God, beat it, get away from me. And that's what we could have done. We were one 24-hour period of truly falling into a godless society. Today, I want to rejoice. I want to have communion with the Lord and thank Him for His mercy. Shedding out mercy and what, what shouldn't be, but He did. I can already hear the influence of the gospel of the newly sworn in president and his administration. I can. I can hear it. It's already been recorded. He had had more people pray at his inauguration at that, that, that time, that moment that we watched, than any others before him. It's also is known that the Muslim uh, uh, group of people were applying so much pressure for him not to have Franklin Graham, pray, not to pray in Jesus' name. And I heard that all through the inauguration, even though it was only 16 minutes. I said, Lord, as I wept there, I thought, God, I can feel the winds. I can feel the winds of hope and righteousness coming back to our nation, Lord. I can sense them and feel them. And I maybe thought I never would again. And then he's talking about, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then he goes, above all. Those were the words when he said, above all, God's protection on America. Like him or not, whoever it is, he's open to it. Has any of you ever heard of Dr. Robert Jeffries? He's a pastor, preaches out of Dallas. Good man of God, Baptist preacher. For some reason, he's found favor with Mr. Trump. And he was asked to speak or preach. Preach the uh, opening, I guess it might have been the opening ceremony, but it was private just to whoever Mr. Trump wanted there. And this pastor preached on Nehemiah, about rebuilding the wall, rebuilding Jerusalem, and making it strong again. 
Do you understand why we are to celebrate and rejoice again today? Because God is wooing back our nation. Even if the majority of the voters don't even know it yet. But God says in Psalm 1611, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. By this choice that we have made, by the church rising up, doing what God asked you to do, God says, plumb them. Plumb them with the word of God. In this country, you can still cast your vote. Plumb them. Choose you this day. And as you chose, it has opened up the door now. We are now just starting to sniff and feel the winds of hope and righteousness that have been gone in our nation. Absolutely gone. Can you tell I'm pumped? I can't help it. Look, I have shed a lot of tears like you over our nation. I have wept for our nation. Couldn't believe that it would uh, reject uh, 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 President Netanyahu for even coming. No, we don't even want to talk to you. It was one of the first phone calls our new administration made. Do you understand what we're talking about? Have you plumbed it? Have you plumbed what it means? To be the friend of Israel. Have you plumbed it in the word of God? Have you seen it? You might be called to send your children over to fight some war. You better hope that our administration has plumbed which side they're going to be on. As you send your loved one. First phone call. You can watch it. You can even see the YouTube as as Mr. Netanyahu got on and thanking uh, President Trump and their relationship. He was looking forward. You, by making that vote, were taking the uh, finger of America's uh, out of the eye of God. No, God, that's not us. That's this godless society, Lord. No, Lord, we love you. That's what's happened. Just Friday. With the swearing in and all the praying and the things that are going on behind us in his cabinet, soon to be, um, what do they call it when you're finally approved? Whatever. Soon to be approved is Dr. Carson, who's stating on Facebook and everywhere, it's time to put God back in America again. I'm ready for my song already. I can't help it. Play it. Play it. And you'll understand why. This song would just break my heart when I would see the decision after decision after decision. Never even thinking I would have the opportunity to uh, be on the, uh, in the day where God does something awesome for us because I thought America doesn't deserve it. But God shed his grace on you and I. Kids. Won't work. Yeah, sound, Philip. Please. More sound. Lots of sound. Too much of a good thing. 
Listen to this. I don't know if the guy's saved that sings it. I don't care. They can't. Are you proud now? Where we still love God. Up. Next. God bless the USA. for America right now. Hallelujah. Pray with them. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Father, you are so merciful, God. We are so undeserving of your mercy and of your grace, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for this window of mercy, Father. But it doesn't take us off our toes. It doesn't take us out of the fact that we need to be sober and vigilant, Lord, watching, Lord Jesus. We're supposed to be Christians, Christ-like, loving your appearing, Father God, waiting for your return. Lord Jesus, we pray, Father God, as you continue, please start with the church, Father God. Purge the church of Jesus Christ. We ask, Lord God, that everyone that is living in a way that is not pleasing to you, Father, that it would start with repentance, Lord. And as we move from repentance, Lord, out of, we can move into the call of God, which you've called us, Lord Jesus. You have set us apart. You have sanctified us, Lord Jesus. You have called us to be a peculiar people, Lord God. We ask, Lord Jesus, that you would move upon the United States of America, move upon the core values of the base of the Christian, Lord Jesus. 
that we would begin, Lord Jesus, to rise up, God, to take our rightful place, O God, in heaven. We thank you, Lord, for a vice president who specifically placed his hand on 2 Chronicles 7, 14, as he was being sworn in, Father God. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then you will hear from heaven and you will hear our land, Father God. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We pray for Jerusalem. We pray for Israel, Father God, the apple of your eye. We pray for those people that are returning to their homeland, Lord Jesus. God, we cannot wage a war against you. Father, we cannot win a war against you, the people of this nation, the people of the world. No matter what happens, Lord, the Antichrist spirit that rises up, Lord, you cannot be defeated, Lord. And likewise, you have made us more than conquerors, Lord Jesus. And you have given us the right, Father God, to condemn every voice that rises up against us in judgment, Lord. This is the inheritance of the Lord and the children of the Lord. We thank you for that, Father. God, we ask you to truly bless America again. Forgive us, Lord Jesus. Forgive us, Lord, for the waywardness of our hearts, Father God. God, call us back, Lord Jesus. We pray that you would anoint our pastor. We pray that you would have mercy, Father God, on those of us who may not align our core values with with the core values, Lord Jesus, of the unborn, Father God. In marriage, Lord Jesus, forgive us. Our eyes need opened. We must see the truth. There is a truth. There are absolutes. And the standard is the word of God. There is no other. We thank you, Lord. You've given us spiritual authority, Lord Jesus. Help the church to rise up. Father God, now, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah, amen, and amen. Amen. You may be seated. Proverbs 29.2 says this, when the righteous are in authority, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked bear roll, the people mourn, is what the Bible tells us. And we've been mourning for a long time. Now we want the freedom to be able to rejoice. And that word even means to be glad. And like I told you before, here's why I found myself uh, Friday as I watched the inauguration. Actually, I, I sensed and felt a breath of righteousness and hope back in the air of the United States of America. Proverbs 11.10 says, When it goeth well with the righteous, the city rejoice. And when the wicked perish, there is shouting. (coughs) Look, the people will have, it says this, The people will have a cause to rejoice or mourn according as the rulers of righteousness or wickedness. This is what, this is what des, uh, describes us as what's the mood of the people. If the righteousness be in authority, sin will be punished and restrained. Religion and virtue will be supported. And we haven't had that. But if the wicked get power in their hands, wickedness will abound. Religion and religious people will be persecuted. So the ends of the government will be perverted. And that's what's happened. Those were the two paths that were laid out before us. And they'll probably be laid out again sometime. <coughs> Romans 13.1 Listen to these. This is the word of God. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. God. And the authorities thou, that exist are appointed by God. Even the administration that left, God put them in there for a reason. 
We can only guesstimate. But it probably was to wake up the church, the sleeping giant of the people of God. I don't know what the reason. Well, if you uh, want to continue and, and dive into sin, God then will just let you go. But something has happened in our land. There has been a revival of people starting to pray. Pockets and little pockets and little this and that. And then we passed out those books. And God said, I'm setting it before you. If you don't do nothing about it, then what? Uh, I, I can't even imagine what we'd be going through now. Couldn't even imagine it. The direction, the godlessness. Now, there are still like Adam or Bruce, whoever just prayed about not the fear now is that the church goes back to sleep. They make their covers all over again as we finally got up out of after about 50 years of sleeping that they go back in. And we cannot, we cannot do this. Proverbs tells us the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. His heart is in the hand of the Lord. Ezra 7 says, Blessed be the Lord God of our fathers which had put such things, such a thing as this in the king's heart. This has been placed into the king's heart by the hand of God. This has been placed in the President Trump's heart whether he even knows it or not. <coughs> Look, do you, do you not realize I have no idea why God has placed me in this? None. He has no business using me <coughs> for his righteous calling. Yet he does. It's totally beyond me. To this day, after 40-some years of serving God. Daniel 2 says this, and he changes the times and the season. He removes kings and sets up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. You should know what's going on. You should have discerned and sensed what was happening in our nation that day. No matter who it was, what matters is the path that they chose. And the counsel of people around him. I'm not best buddies, but I sure would like to be with Vice President Pence. That guy looks for real. Did you see his face when he was being sworn in and he got to that word faithful? He almost lost it. He knew what it meant with his hand on that verse. So help me God. He said, as the body of Christ, Scripture is absolutely clear in Romans 13. All authority established by God. Well, maybe many of you are surprised about the election. God wasn't. And he still isn't. They're still stumbling and choking over it. Because they don't. They can't discern the word of God. They don't know about God. But as believers, you and I, we are called to influence our nation. Through prayer. We're going to look at these words we find in Timothy 2.1. New living. Listen. I urge you. First of all, to pray for all people. Those that are running through the cities now, pray for them. If it wasn't for God opening your eyes, you would be running here. Pray. Ask God to help them. Intercede on their behalf. And give thanks for them, Paul says. 
Pray this way for kings and all who are authority so that we can live peaceably and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. Do you understand? The whole world was holding their breath (coughs) over that election, over what's going to happen. People in Israel fasting and praying for you that you would vote righteousness. So we're told in that Paul there, by, by Paul to Timothy there are three groups that we're told to pray for. The first group, our nation is split totally in half, is it not? Unbelievably in half. You and I now. Look, the odds of the election going the way it went are insurmountable. It's impossible. It should have never happened. But guess what? And you saw it. You were part of it. I'm not taking you back to an old biblical miracle that happened. You saw it. You were part of it. Standing there going, I don't believe this. Weren't you? That's what I was doing. I can't believe this. Ruth and I are looking at it and she's going, it's a miracle. So now we got more in front of us. <clears throat> we have to pray for those who are split and totally don't see anything. Pray for peace in our inner cities. Pray for those who feel like they're on the outside looking in now. And that's what's happening to these people. They're blind to the things of God. Second group is kings, which we don't have a king, but it's a president. In America's case, we don't live under a kingship, but we do have a president, governors, mayors, judges, and on and on. Pray. Down to the school boards. Our nation is still, we got many, many complex things, many things that are going to be coming in front of us. I mean, they were already uh, disgusted and, and saying things before he was sworn in. Now look, to the pundits and the news and all them things, it's a Trump, Hillary, Democrat, Republican, but it isn't that. It's not that at all. It's righteousness or godlessness. It's the battle for our nation. It's the struggle. It's as if the heartbeat could have just came back after our nation was flatlining on life support, about to pull the plug, and all of a sudden God said, no, blip, blip, not yet. Everybody was counting us out. Do you understand the church, the gospel? I heard Dr. Jeffrey say it's the last speed bump bump to the godless society. That's why the persecution, that's why it's so riled up about Christians and churches and pastors and people of God. You see, because our message can change people. It can change people. And if you're like, oh, they could never get changed, then here's some advice. Go home and look in the mirror. Changed you. Changed you from filthy thinking to righteousness thinking. So this, our, our, you should be pumped and excited today and thankful, but still ready to go. Still having your hands gripped tightly to the plow. Pray that they're surrounded with godly counsel. Pray that these various people who I've seen and have watched over the years seem godly like uh, Governor Huckabee. Pray that he can speak the things of God. 
pray Governor or Vice President Pence and even his wife can speak the things of God. That Dr. Carson could speak the things of God and all these meetings and various things that go on and you and I have no idea. We're just going out buying milk and bread. Pray that godly influences and righteousness thinking covers them all and they speak the word of God. So powerful. I have the clip of Vice President Pence. I want you to see it. Watch his face. Look at the Bible. It's opened. Takes a little bit of time to get them going because they're finding the scripture that he wants to place his hand on. Not just a Bible like most, but he wants precise scripture. Open Bible. Amen. Yes, sir. Look, look here. My hope is not in him. I'm thankful for him. My hope is what he has his hand on. My hope is that that he had the moving of the Spirit of God in him. So I just don't want it on a Bible. I want it on a specific scripture. That tells me that guy's got some roots. He's got some depth. In the, he, it's not just, oh, yeah, the Bible means God and Christianity. No, he's like, no, no, no. There's a special scripture that's probably highlighted and thought of in his word that he wants used. That's the path. That's the reason for the rejoicing and, and being pumped and excited and want to have the celebration of communion with the Lord. To thank Almighty God that he's given me another opportunity to love him and to serve him into the land that I love. And that's our calling. Don't you dare go to sleep on this. You have been part of and have witnessed a miracle. No matter who you wanted to vote for, no matter who you voted for, I don't care. I'm just telling you about the Word of God. Hebrews says this to us. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised 
to, both, to discern both good and evil. You have to have an exercise to discern good and evil. All of you with little children should be screaming from the mountaintops on what just happened. It's a spiritual battle between evil and good. It's bad now that I live in it, but it's going to be so much worse when your children live in it. And the church must be able to discern this time and this battle. Ephesians tells us, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in the world. And it's playing out in the streets and in the cities, right in front of you. Why do we take communion? Christians take communion to remember Christ's sacrifice. Number one, what he's done for us to reflect upon their own spiritual health. To connect with Christ again. Because the Bible instructs us to to take communion. It's done periodically for special occasions and certain holidays. We do that here. It's not about that bread and juice, but it's about the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus and what he's done for you and I. It's not about the ritual or the, or the method. I hardly ever have it. I had to be reminded. Because they came from a background that did it all the time and had no impact, no nothing. So it's not about the ritual or the method. It's about listening to Christ and doing what he says. Communion really is not an obligation. It's a celebration. Thank you, Lord. Communion celebrates the gospel. Jesus was broken for us that we could be fixed by him. That's what communion is about. And he's fixing. If we let him, he's fixing our nation. He's given a chance. He's taking it off of life support and giving it a little heartbeat. Get over those silly, dumb, little, petty things that the enemy gets us distracted with. And cry out to Almighty God for your part. Maybe when you were musing over that Hillary and Clinton or, and uh, Trump and didn't per- really like anybody. Torn over it. Disgusted with it. But did you know if you happened to depress the trump that you were pressing for the blessing of God? Cursing or blessing. Remove the man's name. I don't care. It's about what direction they have decided. Do you understand? We're, the path was there and America was like this. This one. Godless. This one. I would be the last person in the world that I would choose to pastor a church. Couldn't stand people. Oh, he's a good choice. What? Do you understand? You have to understand what I'm saying or you'll just get succumbed in all the political correct stupid stuff that's 
ripping apart our nation. Celebrating communion like we're going to do now tells us about the story of Jesus, marks it, remembers it in our mind, how he gave himself completely to give us a better life, a new start, a fresh start. And to me, that's what Friday was all about. Now, they could blow it. They could blow it, step on all the landmines that the all other ones have done. But at least we've taken the ones. I am so pumped just for this. So pumped just for that. So excited for that. All through our land was take the flag down. Telling our former veterans, remove that flag. He signs the proclamation and we're going to have a Patriot Day. Peter says, for Christ also has once suffered for sins. The just for the unjust that he might bring us to God. That's what I'm hoping for, for our nation. God uses the most unbelievable, un, maybe obnoxious vessel to take that one step. And God's going to start bringing the people back to God. That's my hope and that's my excitement today. So the Bible says as often as we remember Jesus, we should celebrate Jesus. And I do, and we do here. But this is the first time I swear I'm entering into communion like this, <laughs> wanting, to, wanting to celebrate. Because you always look at it very somber, you know, and, and it is in a way, and, it's, and it can be, and it should be. And, but now I'm like, Lord, you've given us a chance. It's like he's breathing there. Now, I understand it could go bad, but please just let me do this today. Play my other song before we take communion. Ushers, come on down, ushers, and get ready. So we celebrate the Lord's mercy that he shed and poured out on us and again is giving us opportunity to live righteous. You get ready. When the song's over, you can start. When the song's over, then we'll need the band to come up. Can't hear nothing. Got to hear it. There you go. Pull that button up there. Thank you. Not yet. Just be ready. Look the words. Check the words. Shed your grace, God. God gave us this country. 
We are to be the light until Israel takes it back. our children know these songs Amen. There's only been two nations given the charge to present the gospel to the dying world. Israel. And when they failed, it was America. Do you understand that? America, Americans. It's your job. Commissioned by Almighty God. That's why you're here, not living in a cardboard box somewhere in a third world country. You hold this high and let them see it. Let them follow after it. Let them find Christ, the King of Righteousness. Quite possibly, we took our first step back to it. For that reason, we rejoice. And for that reason, we're going to have communion. Ushers, please start passing out the communion. Brian, would you make your way down, please? Everybody has communion that so desires. That juice represents the blood bread represents the body I wouldn't call myself an emotional guy just wouldn't when I watched that Friday everything looked purer and cleaner than it ever has to me the flag, the buildings the White House looked white looked like the glory of God was being asked to come back For I have received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Ryan, would you pray for communion, please?
Father God, I do have to thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for the chance that you're giving our country once again, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. This is a time of celebration. This is a reason to celebrate, Lord God. Father God, even though, Lord God, our country does not deserve it, Lord God, you said you'd be more willing to give even than we are to receive, Lord God. It seems like that's the way it is, Lord. And Father God, I do thank you so much, Lord, that your mercy and your grace and your compassion extends once again, Lord God, beyond what I could ever understand or imagine, Lord. And I thank you, God, that you've looked, oh God, with mercy in your eye again towards our country, Lord. And I ask God that you would help us, Lord. We have taken that step toward you, Lord. And now, God, I ask you to come running towards us, Lord. God, that there would be that change in our country and in our hearts, Lord God. Father God, as we do take this communion, Lord God, together, I ask God that you would bless it, Lord God. Father God, that you would receive it with us, Lord God, as a time of celebration, as a time of acknowledgement, Lord God, that we understand, Lord God, that you are the source, you are the one, Lord God, without you, this country and our souls are nothing, Lord God. Father God, I thank you so much, Lord God, because I don't deserve it, we don't deserve it, but you're a wonderful Savior, you're a wonderful Savior, Lord God. Thank you so much, God. Now give us strength, Lord God, to stand up for you, Lord God, to have a backbone for you, Lord God, to speak of the good news of Jesus, Lord. For all of those, Lord God, who don't yet see, Lord God, we do pray for them also, God. God, that this time, Lord God, that this term, Lord God, would be a time of awakening and revival, true revival, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's take the bread and of the juice and then remain standing, please. As we went into this election season, it, it did really look hopeless. Um, the other party uh, claimed to have a billion dollars to be able to push their agenda, had just about 90% of the media in their pockets, already had meetings that you and I were unaware of, that was going to happen and take place on the first day. So it looked really, really bleak. But God. Isn't that amazing? Why would he do that again for us? Yeah. Why do we doubt God? The axe head fell off, plunk, in the water. God said, float. It floated. The army, Pharaoh, stampeding towards them, going to slaughter them. God says, Red Sea, open. And they walked on like pavement, dry ground. You witnessed the miracle. You were part of the miracle. The song, as soon as I heard it, I said, we got to sing it as we close. Unstoppable God. They proclaim America's united, they're unstoppable, can do anything. No, no. It's the unstoppable God we got to get behind. And that's our job. God has given us a reprieve. He's poured out his mercy. He's given us an amount of time. I don't know how much. 
Don't spend it bickering and foolishly. Join in at this song. Believe it. Our God is unstoppable. Lead us in it. Amen. Absolutely. Everybody check out Jordan. Stand up. Can you tell he was in Africa? We'll give Jordan a chance to speak later on, maybe. I was coming over here to ask somebody. Chad, yes, Chad, come on down. Okay, listen up. Wednesday, we're going to be starting a new study. It's going to be on the end times of prophecies about all that's happening right in front of you. Uh, It's happening so quickly and so fast. You need to be caught up. Make sure you're ready. Absolutely get ready. We'll be starting that Wednesday. Heavenly Father, as we leave here this morning, Lord, I pray that you would, uh, as we celebrate this miracle, help us to to really be aware of other miracles, Lord God. To me, I can't help but think how miraculous it is that you allowed me to be born in the greatest, freest country on earth at a time such as this, as we look around and see everything going on and and very clearly, Lord God, that we're approaching your soon return, Lord. Not only all those things, God, but you saved my soul. Lord, it's an amazing domino effect of just things, Lord, that's miraculous, that I stand here this morning in my right mind, saved and redeemed, Lord. I thank you for that, Lord. It is an absolute miracle. God, I pray that as we leave here today, uh, that you would just help us to go forth and as as Pastor exhorted us earlier, Lord, to realize that we are to be speaking your word to people. There's a lost, dying world out there, Lord. It's it's becoming more evident than ever, Lord, that there are lines being drawn. I pray that you would help us to to pray for those, to reach out to those, uh, to to not fulfill the scripture that talks about, uh, you know, in the last days that um, men's hearts will be hardened. God, I, I often think that and apply that to the world, Lord, but that can be us as well. We can become hard to those people. We can very quickly uh, get angry, and I'm guilty of that, Lord, of, of, of just looking at how vulgar and, and how anti-God people are, Lord. But help me to bring that full circle to remember that, that was once myself. God, that you, that you chased me down and you saved me and you redeemed me, Lord God. And help me, Lord, to, to be a a sower of seed, Lord, to those people who are lost and dying as well, Lord. Again, just just be with us as we go out. We give you all the praise and glory. It is in Jesus' precious name.